the listeners just don't know what we go through to uh to get to the show <laughs> they just don't know uh all right well if you are ready i'll yep kick us off kick us off man Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Jason, your host for this episode, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Eric. Hey, Eric. How's it going, man? Season two is upon us. Crazy. We we can officially call ourselves the Greatest Lists. This is our second list, right? We now have two lists, so we're officially (laughs) Greatest Lists. Well, we will be making a list of our favorite guitar solos of all time for season two. And uh, this topic was uh, essentially suggested by you. So uh, what put guitar solos on your mind? Uh, You know, I don't know, really. I just we were, you know, at the end of season one, we were kind of making a scratch list of what we were going to do for the next uh, the next season. And I actually I actually have a playlist of of uh, 80s guitar solos and mm-hmm. uh, I just thought I'd throw it on the list and see what would see what would happen me and the listeners are not surprised that you have <laughs> 80s guitar solo list I thought you were just going to say I I play guitar and I was in a band many bands well so you know that uh, would, that's uh, uh, that's that would cover that's, it that also factored into it too but. <laughs> well we are actually going to split season two in half so we're planning the 50 episodes, and we're going to do a list of the top 25 from the 90s and a top 25 from the 80s. Yep. So no ground rules except for the song has to be released during the decade. At least that's what I used. Yep, you know, that's all so I did too. Yep. No specific uh, genres or anything like that. You know, it's more towards our personal favorites as uh, the season one list was. But uh, yeah, we're starting in the 90s big boom of grunge and alternative but this list is just kind of a almost like a melting pot of rock and and yeah you know so many great alternative songs and grunge songs in the 90s but not a lot of them had guitar solos no that's that's in fact we even talked about that when we were making our list we're like maybe we should change this from solos to riffs because right a lot of them didn't have you know solos so yeah but i do want to revisit that so you know oh, yeah. at one point we'll we'll do like the grungiest songs of the 90s or something yeah. like that and and go through some of our favorite alternative tracks but there are some mixed in so you'll you'll definitely hear some 90s yep when you think about 90s rock you know true story uh, in this list so the way we compile the list is just like season one you know taking turns we're slotting every other pick so number 25 is my pick eric is number 24 and then Number one, we essentially came to agreement on. Uh, I, I'm going to be hosting the show, but it, actually Eric is the one that suggested our number one song. And I thought it was very deserving after listening to it. I kind of bypassed a little bit and I was like, I went back. Oh, yeah, this is great. Fits the era. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. Yep. So then for the 80s list, Eric is going to start at 25 and so forth. And we'll uh, go through that list uh, later in the year. But 
I'm not sure if we'll be doing an honorable mention show. Uh, guessing we will. So if uh, one of your picks doesn't make our list, we'd love to hear about it. And uh, we'll also love to hear about it if it does. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be so, amazing. Uh, <laughs> we have a, a couple bonus shows, I think, in mind. So we'll be releasing those during the season as well. But yep. uh, one final note here before we get started, our podcast segments will be about the same this season. Uh, since some of these picks are not widely known, <clears throat> Eric, we are call- <laughs> we're calling our first segment Behind the Music, which will kind of cover the history behind the song. And mainly, I, I, at least how I'm setting up, is the career of the guitar player, not necessarily if it's a band. So uh, we'll be keeping uh, the Let's Get Personal segment as our second one. We'll talk about why we chose the song and how it, uh, our experience with it over the years. And then we'll wrap the show, of course, with the breakdown, talking about the solo and the song in general. And then as we preached in season one, the best way to experience greatest lists, people, is get that Spotify premium because yes. we will play our featured song and our bonus songs at the end. We're going to do bonus songs again in their entirety while you listen. But, yep. you know, if you're using another app, we're glad you're here too. And uh, you can go listen to the songs later if you want. <laughs> so we are kicking off the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s with a blues guitarist from the Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band. Our number 25 song is Blue on Black. Behind the music. So the Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band is, of course, named after lead guitarist Kenny Wayne Shepherd. In a 2011 interview, he stated that he began playing guitar uh at an early age, around seven, uh, about six months after meeting and being pretty mesmerized with Stevie Ray Vaughan. It was during a Labor Day weekend concert in 1984, which was one of his father's promoted concerts. Uh, So his self-taught method uh, employed a process of learning one note at a time, playing and rewinding cassettes, and using what he calls a, quote, cheap Yamaha wannabe Stratocaster made out of plywood. (laughs) (laughs) Unquote. And uh, learning to play by following along with material from his father's record record collection. And uh, according to uh, Shepard's website, at 16, he signed his first record deal, burst onto the national scene with the release of his 1995 album, Lead Better Heights which produced the radio hits Deja Voodoo, Born with a Broken Heart, and Shame, Shame, Shame. Uh, shame, Shame, Shame on me, because I, I have not listened to that first album. Oh, really? Uh, no. His, That's really uh, good, for I mean, especially his, when you realize he's 16 years old. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, his relentless touring and success on rock radio helped to drive the album to platinum sales. His 1998 sophomore effort, Trouble Is, which is the one that I'm really familiar yeah. with, also went platinum, yielding such radio hits as the one we're going to talk about today, Blue on Black, True Lies, and Somehow, Somewhere, Someway. 1999 uh, lived on, live on, uh, spawned the radio hits Into Deep, Shotgun Blues, and The Last Goodbye. 2013, Shepard further expanded his musical horizons by teaming with veteran rockers Stephen Stills and Barry Goldberg to form The Rides whose first album, Can't Get Enough, helped to expand Shepard's audience as well as his musical resume, of course. Uh, Shepard has sold millions of albums worldwide, received five Grammy nominations. He's got two uh, Billboard Music Awards, as well as a pair of Orville H. Gibson Awards, which is the 
Blues Foundation's, uh, well, he also got the Blues Foundation's Keeping the Blues Alive Award and then two Blues Music Awards. So he's well-recognized among his peers as oh, yeah. well as had some uh, mainstream success. And he's had seven number one blues albums, according to Billboard in their blues charts, and a string of number one mainstream rock singles, which includes this one. So a little history behind Blue on Black, and this was from a August 2017 interview with Song Facts. He says, quote, we wrote that when we were down in New Orleans, me and Mark, uh, who is Mark Selby, a blues artist, and Tia Siller, a songwriter, he said, I had the music and Mark and I were just rolling with the music and trying to develop things up. Tia came up with the idea based on a shirt I was wearing that was blue and black. She knows the two colors that were dominant on the shirt on the shirt. And uh, if you mix those two together, black consumes the blue. Doesn't matter uh, anything if you put the two together. You still have one color instead of creating a new color. So she built on that idea and it became this really deep song. It's really <laughs> up to the listener to determine how they apply it. So many people have applied it to a death in the family, abusive relationship, a broken relationship, or whatever. There are so many different ways. That's what's beautiful about the music and lyrics. It's trying to write a song that the listener can apply to their own experience in whatever way seems fit. And that's one of those songs, unquote. So there's a little bit behind how uh, Blue on Black came about. It reached number one on the mainstream rock chart in 1998. Won the Billboard Music Award for Rock Track of the Year. Nice. Uh, outside of Shepard on his Fender Stratocaster guitar is Noah Hunt on lead vocals. Joe Net, uh, Nado, or Nado on Nado. rhythm guitar. Yeah. Or Nado. Yep you prefer i'm not from <laughs> new orleans <laughs> uh did not take french in high school either so uh jimmy wallace on on keyboards and robbie emerson on bass guitar sam bryant on drums and percussion a couple notable covers of blue and black have been released over the years including five finger death punch in 2019 that's from their album and justice for none that's such a weird cover <laughs> It is very weird. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, the uh, Outlaw remix was uh, with that Five Finger Death Punch mix. Also, Shepard himself on the track. Country musician Brantley Gilbert and Queen guitarist Brian May. That was wow. uh, It was released as a single to benefit first responders through the Gary Sinise Foundation. And that version uh, topped the mainstream rock charts for five weeks. Did not know that. In 2019. So, gosh, uh, 20 years later. Pretty crazy. Uh, and then the single uh, for Blue on Black, the B-side, was the road mix version of the song and a cover of Voodoo Child, which oh, he nice. plays in concert, I've heard. I've never yeah. seen him in concert, but he usually ends with that and Blue on Black, from what I've read. Mm -hmm. So... There's a little history behind uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Let's get personal. Now, I would be lying if I said I'm a true Kenny Wayne Shepherd fan in, in his <laughs> career. I don't own anything beyond the Trouble Is album, but I do love it. I remember hearing Blue on Black on the radio on rock stations, and I end up buying the album uh, on CD. 
I also remember it being uh, on rotation in my college dorm room as I'm doing homework and things. You know, I just pop on the Trouble Is album. And uh, also remember hearing it when we lived in Atlanta in the early 2000s on 96 Rock. They played the heck out of it. Yeah. So it was such a big, I guess you would call like a crossover hit, like a blues rock hit. And they played on kind of both formats. But there's a certain amount of blues rock that has gone, you know, more mainstream. Kenny Wayne Shepard has done it. Stevie Ray Vaughan. You think about a lot of his songs. I hear that on rock radio all the time. Yeah. There's other artists like ZZ Top. I would group in there. Eric Clapton, George Thorogood. It's like a blues rock, you know, mix. Yeah. And that's what I'm more of a fan of blending rock and blues uh, together more than just straight up blues uh, music. Right. Basically just what I've, you know, personally collected over the years. But I don't know what it was about that album, but I picked it up. I've, I've put it on several times over the years and it had been a while since I listened to it and listening to it for the show, uh, man, some memories started flooding back from college. I'm getting a lot of this already. We're in, you know, <laughs> we've only picked, uh, or only done notes on two songs here and a lot of college vibes in that nice. late nineties era. So nice. yeah. Love the song. What about you? What's your, uh, history with Kenny Wayne Shepherd? Those, those first three albums of his are just, they're, that's a trifecta. I, I bought the first one, and of course the second and the third. They, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Kenny Wayne Shepherd. He uh, just so impressive that you know he's there's a group of those young blues gu- guitarist artists that got signed all around the same time mm-hmm. at that young age. And I've just I've always I've always loved him. I had a couple of friends that ran a blues band in the early 2000s that did several of his songs and. Uh, just always been a huge fan of that. at least those first three. I I didn't really dive into too much more after those, but those first three were on pretty heavy rotation in my car uh, <laughs> on the way to work most mornings. So that's cool. Have you seen him in concert at all? I have. I've seen him twice. Uh-huh. Uh, saw him once uh, back around that time frame, early two thousands, and I saw him not too long ago uh, here in Tulsa. And uh, if, I mean. As a guitar player, you hate to, to go see those guys because they make you feel like I'm never going to play guitar again. <laughs> why even try? Yeah, yeah why I suck try? compared to this guy. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he puts on a great show. I mean, he he does a lot of he'll break stuff or he'll break out and do a lot of covers. You know, like you said, Stevie Ray Vaughan. He does some you know some other stuff too. So yeah, he's really great. He's a really great show as well. Awesome. We get some blues artists here that come to Montgomery. Uh, do you know Joe Bonamassa? Oh, yeah. I've seen him a couple times, too. Yeah, he's come, ridiculous. he's come through here a couple times. I haven't seen him. He's actually, I think, got a show in the next week or so here. Oh. And I've uh, been interested maybe to pick up tickets or something just to go hear some good blues rock. But Yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, he's, he's in that same vein of blues rock. The Breakdown. So first off, if you remember hearing this song on the radio... Chances are you haven't heard the complete song because there is a radio edit (laughs) and it used to make me really mad because it cuts out a portion of the song after the solo. It's not a lot of the song, but you know, how can you cut out some of those sweet licks that uh, Kenny Shepard is playing? So the solo itself, uh, I love the setup. So we even messaged back and forth about Noah's hunt, uh, his vocals and yeah, just how smooth they are but he's got this 
oh yeah that just kind of leads right into the solo it's a 50 second solo so it's a pretty good portion of the song and i love how you can hear a few of his licks uh like throughout the song like mainly in the second verse yeah he plays a little rhythm and you can hear him you know kind of coming in but I mean, just a great solo. There's a callback, too, at the end. Like, if you hear the outro part of the song, he plays some this this high note pattern there that he actually plays during the actual solo of the song, too. So it's almost like a, a callback. You know, and man, it's so great. You could tell he's a student of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Just the way his guitar sounds. And I'm sure they're playing the same style guitar, but... Yeah. Just the high chords and the rhythm that he has too. It's wow. Yeah. So definitely so tell close. he's a student of, of Stevie Ray for sure. And it's such a fun song to sing along to. The lyrics are great. I yeah. just love singing along to it in the car. Yeah. He's so. got such a smooth voice and so deep and smooth. I, I love the way he sings on that album. Uh-huh. Noah Hunt. The, I mean, not Kenny Wayne, but. The lyrics though are just so much fun too. Yeah. Uh, the way they go throughout the song but what do you like about the song uh he's got i mean that solo tone he's got is just that fuzz that he plays while mm-hmm. he's playing solo is just it just sounds so uh so sweet i mean that's a that's a stevie ray thing stevie ray used to play uh, a fuzz face for his distortion on some of his songs um he plays a strat too so he's definitely a stevie ray vaughn uh fan student but the, the tone he gets on that is it's just it's it's uh it's it's just classic, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I just love, and I, I'm I'm like you. I love most most of those blues players will throw licks in between you know vocal lines, yeah, in the yeah. song, and I love that. I love just hearing uh, them just throw in little things like that because because they're never the same. When you see like if you hear them on a record, and then go see them in concert, they're never the same licks. They're just oh, they're right, literally yeah. just riffing off the top of their heads, and uh, so you know the song never sounds the same. You can hear it five times, and it never sounds the same. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, he's he's such a he he has such a, a he's so understated sometimes when he plays, but he can he just he's he just he has he has a great tone. Yeah, and a, yeah, and a great feel. And that's what I was thinking too. I mean, he's got such control. Yeah, and he he doesn't give you a lot of one thing. He just kind of gives you everything, and yeah. he's he's so crisp with hitting all those chords and down and up and he'll, he'll stay up for a little bit and then he'll come back down and i mean mm, some great stuff man i love yep. the song oh yeah so kenny wayne shepherd comes in at number 25 on our top 25 guitar solos of the 90s some bonus songs for you this episode uh, i thought about that five finger death punch cover no not really a fan, really a fan. <laughs> i'm not a fan of that i don't know if it's his voice or it is just... his voice i don't like that guy's uh, voice at all yeah i mean noah hunt's just so smooth with that and yeah to, to really growl it out uh i don't know it's almost like nails on a chalkboard yeah i know uh but I will, however, pick another track on the Trouble Is album, which we were talking about. It's called I Found Love When I Found You. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I really love the song, maybe even more than Blue on Black. But you said you sang it in a band. I did. I sang, we, sang, uh, we sang this in a band. We always did it uh, at the end of the second set, right before we took a break. We would do this mm-hmm. song. And... Uh, 
I mean, it, it, it's it's not an easy song to sing, but it's probably my favorite song on that album. So I'm I'm glad yeah. you, I'm I'm glad you included it as a bonus. Song. Yeah, it's so good. I've sung that to my windshield so many times. Let me tell you, <laughs> and that's another one that takes me back. I'm thinking about that song, and right around this, I was listening to this album for the first time is when my wife and I started going out. Oh yeah, uh, for the second time in college yeah. in early 1998, and uh, yeah, that song I remember wailing on that even back then but such a great track for the other bonus track we might as well play some stevie ray vaughn well, he had uh <laughs> he had two <laughs> albums in the 90s uh yep. his last album the sky is crying in 1991 was released posthumously and became his ch highest charting album ever at that point uh, the title track is great but since we're highlighting solos i thought we'd play a track that is essentially one long solo so we're gonna do his extended cover of Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix's Little Wing. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites. That's by a Steve great Ray tune. Yes. So it's just an amazing track. Just really showcases his talents. And I've heard it a lot on classic rock radio stations over the years. And mm, it's just so good. I love it better than the original, which might be blasphemy. But, eh. you know, uh, he, he, he extends it so much that yeah. it's... It's so great, and it's just him and the drums and the bass, and mm, it's so good. It's All right, well, <laughs> if you have Spotify Premium, which we recommend, stay tuned. You'll hear the bonus songs in their entirety at the end of the episode. Free Spotify users, you get about 30 seconds of the song, but, of course, outside of Spotify, you're hearing nothing but background music, people. I know, during man. The podcast. So <laughs> we invite you to visit the song whip links in the show notes, and we'll continue connect you to those songs uh, in your favorite app that you can go and listen to at a later time but we'd love you to hear your thoughts on today's episode all of our episodes of course for season two uh twitter is the best place to find us at greatest lists and you can also find us at greatestlistspodcast.com. you can stream episodes right there from your browser of course find us in your favorite listening app eric will host the next show our number 24 selection he was going to follow my lead with another blues track. Yep. <laughs> so we thank you for listening to The Greatest Lists, and we look forward to continuing our list of the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s in the next episode. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists. <laughs>